it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the 5 and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes. Oh! Hey, for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for 3. This is the Buckeye Show. All right, indeed it is the Buckeye Show. I am Tito Jeff Off To my right, tie sixes. Former Buckeye great. He hates when I say that because he does not consider himself one, but he is. Tyvis Powell. Tyvis, how are you today, my friend? It's been a hot minute. You know, I'm still sore. I did this workout uh, two days ago. All right. And my body is still sore from it. You, so, you know, David Njoku, right? Yeah. I forgot. I was supposed to say this to Tim yesterday, but I never got to tell the story. So, Tuesday, mm-hmm. after I did the Cleveland show, we had David Njoku and his brother on the Cleveland show, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Okay. And McNuggets, the producer, was like, we're going to go do the workout after the show. Okay. Right? So, their workout is they got this Njoku strong with EMS. EMS is like you put this bodysuit on. It's got these vibrating things. It's like STEM-related type right. things. And it makes the workout extra hard. So, you're doing light stuff. But, like, the STEM stuff makes it hard. Okay. So, you know me, Tito. You know that. You're a bit I, of a competitor. Yeah. I, I'm a I'm a, I'm a trash talker. You know? Yeah, I, I know that. And so do the other players' moms. Yeah. <laughs> so... We do the workout, and I tell them, you know, before we start the workout, I'm like, listen, one thing about me, you can't break a real man, okay? Uh, like, that's, oh, you, you know, you think this workout, they say the workout is 20 minutes, but it's supposed to feel like 90 minutes of work. Okay. I say, that's cute. You know, I went to the Ohio State University. I survived St. Valentine's Day and Harley Davidson. I don't think I can get anything worse than that, okay? Right. I said, all right, Tyvis, put the, so I put the suit on, I go in there. And as the workout is going on, I'm telling them, the instructor, this is weak. You call this a workout? This is weak. So what he does is he keeps turning up my pressure on my thing to make it even harder. And I keep telling him, all you're doing is making me better. You can't stop me. You can't. I'm a machine. You can't stop me. Okay, <laughs> I had workouts that was five minutes that was way worse than this. Okay. And he just, he laughed. And they got this, don't worry, the, the video's coming out soon. Like, they go, oh, they going to show the video and all of this. Time is trying. I'm smiling the whole way through. Yeah. So after the workout, I told him, huh, that's all you got? Where's part two? Okay. So <laughs> so I, I walk out of there. Right. And I almost fall to the ground. You know, once I once I get in the clear, right, yeah, you, know, you got to get yeah. in the clear where nobody can see right. you. Oh my goodness, my body hurts so bad, <laughs> and you're still hurting, still still hurting today. But you know what? Innocent, innocent is David Njoku's older brother. He's a uh, his name's Innocent. Innocent, yeah, he's the oldest. He he's called me the past two days to check on me to ask me how I was doing. And I, yesterday I said I'm good. You know, yeah. a little sore, nothing but nothing I can't handle. Right today I told him flat out. I'm hurting. <laughs> I'm doing bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had no idea you were talking. How do you think you displayed your hands today? Uh, oh, did I didn't drop a ball. I started to go out there one-handed because I know people be you know, trying to play me sometimes. So, you know, I just wanted to go out there and catch everything in sight. You know, I didn't drop no money today. No idea you're the same guy. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, it's sad that some people never change. Oh, I... That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, oh, God, Times, I'm so happy to see you. We've got a big show lined up for you tonight. We'll talk about the latest and what's going on with Michigan. Uh, what else have we got? I got a district stat about Ohio State I want to share with you. 
Uh, by the way, also Kevin McGuff, uh, Ohio State women's head basketball coach, coming on in the next segment. Uh, Ohio State uh, back from Vegas after the loss to USC. We'll talk to him about that and see where the team is headed. Um, but So, Tyvis, I'm watching the Rutgers game. I know, timely radio, right, that I'm doing this now, uh, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's down at the half. We know that. And everyone's down at halftime. I know, hard to believe. Which everyone I, freaks out about it. Were we really down at halftime? To Rutgers, I know. Breaking news, yeah. And so, wow. I my my response also look just relax because I believe that Ryan Day and Jim Knowles are fantastic at making adjustments at mm. half. Oh, I mean that's been the history of Ohio State for the past well, twenty years. Th- was Urban that was Urban as good as Ryan Day? You think at that though? Because I didn't think. Yeah, I, I go back. I think about no, no, the no, Purdue no, game. No, no, no. I think Urban was elite at it at the adjustments too, huh? Yeah, I mean we dominated in the second half every time. That's been we've been a second half team. I think for about years. the Purdue loss, the big Purdue loss. Oh, I mean that's that that had, that had nothing to do with me. I didn't say anything to do with you. I wasn't accusing you on this one. I'm just saying that I don't. I didn't feel like Urban made enough adjustments at the half. I certainly don't think on the defensive side of the ball. For a long time, Ohio oh, State yeah, hasn't no, they, done that. Yeah, they, right. they've been searching for the answers. Finally this year, Ohio State's outscoring the opponent 155 to 48 in the second half. 155 to 48? Yep. I like that. Over the last two years, they've outscored opponents 431 to 169 in the second half. <laughs> That's 262 point difference right there in the second half of the last years. Now, you can point back and so, say, oh, yeah, well, the Michigan won. Obviously, Ohio State got outscored big time there, outscored slightly by Georgia. But you know, this year the most points they've given up in the second half, they've given up more than seven points just once. To who? Notre Dame. That was the one time. Oh my goodness! You why you pump him up? No, I'm, I know. <laughs> of course, most <laughs> I didn't think about that one. But yes. Uh, so Ohio State. I'm never worried at halftime if no matter what the score is, as long as Ohio State's healthy, I'm not going to be worried about it. Well, you know, I, this is why people are worried. You know, I figured it. I sat back and I did some reflecting. And you okay. know why people are worried? It's because it's different. This Ohio State team is different than what they're used to seeing. Sure. And what, I mean, what I mean by that is for the past, I don't know, five years, they've had co- people come in there and they just put up 50, 60 mm-hmm. points. And now they're not even, they're barely hitting 30. Yeah. So it's like different. Everybody's so used to these high flying offenses and you got these great weapons. You know, you think you're going to put up 60 points a game and that's not the case. Right. The defense is the reason why they're winning a lot of these games because they're shutting people down and this offense is still trying to figure things out, which is crazy to think that in November they still haven't, we still haven't seen them at full strength. We've seen games individually where somebody did something great, right. but we've never seen it as a team effort where everybody contributed to that win. And I think that's what I'm still waiting to see. You got a, they got a couple of weeks to get that done. Hopefully, yeah, we see it very soon where Kyle McCord looks great. He doesn't turn the ball over. Travion Henderson, he had a really good game the last couple of games. Yep. Marvin Harrison's going to do his thing. Mecca's finally healthy again. Cade Stover is healthy and can play again. When you see all the, and the offensive line is getting pushed. When you get those things, this team will be unstoppable. But until then, it's always going to be a little doubt in a lot of people's minds. We'll see you'll be on the sideline for Michigan in that game in a couple of weeks here because uh, Michigan's now responded to the Big Ten's. The Big Ten said, look, we're going to, I'm paraphrasing, like, we're going to punish you. How are you going to respond? They respond with this thing where they say, you shouldn't be taking any action against us. Um, you know, let let the due process play out with the NCAA, which would take decades. Hmm. Um, and asking them, saying, look, anything you try to do, we're going to fight it. 
And I think the one source I saw the, the said, you know, we're not going to bring a, a knife to a gunfight. So <laughs> Michigan's trying to act all big and bad about this. Uh, I still have not seen what I'd like to, and it won't happen. I would love to see someone ask, or if Michigan could somehow say, you know what? That was not Connor Stallions on the sideline against Central Michigan. Just say, just say, if it's not him, just say it's not him. And they won't do it because they know it is. But right now, the Big Ten can punish Harbaugh by suspending for two games and fining him $10,000. And Michigan can't do anything about that if they do it. They can try, but the Big Ten's allowed to have that kind of leverage, that kind of latitude as far as making the um, uh, the suspension, uh, the punishment there. But if they try to go beyond that, the Big Ten then is threatening all these legal action, things like this. I think it'd be funny if the Big Ten waited until after this weekend and say, you're suspended two games. No. Why? Because he has to be there for the game. For the Michigan game? Yeah. It'd be funny if he wasn't, I think. No, 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 no. No, no. (laughs) No, he ain't getting out of this. He needs to be there. I just think it'd be funny. I'd like to see how Michigan fans would react if that's what happened. I don't care about that. Ryan Day has to tame this beast. That's true. I I, I don't want him to win and and then it'd be an asterisk there. You're right. He needs to. First of all, there's always an asterisk the last two years when Michigan won also. So there'll be an asterisk on this one too, maybe if Powerball's not there. Oh, because of the scandal? Right. No, well, yes, but still. Right. I don't want no asterisk there. I need, he needs to know man to man that I beat you. Like right. I finally, I ain't gonna say finally cause he beat him already before, but I've gotten over that hump. Like you've been in the way for the past couple of years and I've slayed that beast. I need him to do that. I don't need him to do it to the interim head coach. It's not the same. God, it's and Ryan day is such a competitor. I think he feels the same way. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Ryan Day, absolutely. Ryan Day does. Now they I can just, they can bowl, they can postseason ban them. I see. I don't think the big because the CFP has their own rules. Well, I mean, if listen, if they lose and they not in the top four. Oh yeah, then they, I've said a long take time. The, just take the ban. I've said all along. If Michigan had two losses right now. There'd already be a punishment in place. <laughs> big Ten. Already, if if they lose to Penn State. This weekend, you might see a punishment come down right away. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't think they're gonna lose the business. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not in on uh, Drew Aller. I'm not. A, oh, I'm not in on James Franklin. I think James Franklin is Earl Bruce. What's and that supposed to mean? Earl Bruce went nine and three a lot of years at Ohio State. Um, was a great coach for Ohio State, but he never could win the national championship and had the best winning percentage in the Big Ten, but couldn't seem to win the biggest games when they mattered most of the time. I think that's what James. I think James Franklin, if he's going to be your head coach at Penn State and Penn State program in general, you'll win ten games. You'll go to New Year's Eve bowl, New Year's uh, six game a lot of the times, but you're not going to compete to win the Big Ten. I don't disagree with that. Actually, yeah. didn't they get into the CFP? They might. Yeah. No, I'm saying like yeah. they've already been in once, right? I don't think it happened. Have they, no, they've been in yet. No, they never been in the no. CFP. Wow. Nope. I thought they. Well, they will. They will be now next yeah, year. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they'll for be able the to twelve yeah. for the twelve team. Um, all right, coming up next, we're joined by Kevin McGuff, head coach of the High State women's basketball team. Get his take uh, after the loss to USC and where the team's headed next. We'll do that next. Buckeye Show, Tito, Tyvis, Bodie on the fan. We used to have a billboard with our host face on it, but only ugly people work here now. You mama say you ugly, hey! The fan, Ohio sports destined. Just counting down the days to March Madness. Back to the Buckeye Show. All right, Buckeye Show, Tito with you, Tyvis with you, Bodie back there running things, and now we head out to the Bryant Heating Cooling System Fan Guest Hotline, joined by our good friend, Ohio State women's head basketball coach, Kevin McGuff. Kevin, how are you, my friend? Doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on tonight. Uh, other than the outcome of the game, how was Vegas? 
Uh, great trip until it, it got tipped up. We just did not play well. Uh, we didn't coach well. We didn't play well. We didn't do anything right. It was a really unfortunate outcome. Give USC credit. They were really ready, and they, they played well and deserved to win. Um, so you guys lose 83-74 to out there at the neutral site game, Hall of Fame series out there in Vegas. And I, I don't know, Kevin, if I've ever seen uh, two – these are very two very high quality teams have such a uh, a difference in the second and third quarters like you guys have. You got scored by twenty one points in the second quarter. It looks oh man, I, I've never seen Ohio State like this before. Then you guys come out and outscore them by twenty in the third. Uh, is that something you've seen before? No, <laughs> no. There's a lot of things I haven't seen before <laughs> that happened uh, on Monday, unfortunately, and um, it, it was. It was really, uh, I mean, I'll tell you, it was just disappointing just because I just think we're so much better than what we showed and how we played. And, um, you know, that's that's on all of us. That's on starting with me. I got to make sure that we're prepared. And you know, I, didn't, I don't know, it was weird. I, I almost think like we overlooked them a little bit. And they're a great team. I mean, they're ranked in the top 20 and, and deservedly so. So I don't know how or why we would have overlooked them, but we just didn't have the energy and, and um, focus that we normally play with. You know, Coach, they say either you win or you learn, but you never lose. What's something that you learned about your team over the course of this game? That's a great point, and that's what I told them afterwards. I said, hey, listen. I, <laughs> I, got, a, I, I got a future in coaching is what you tell <laughs> them. You got a future in coaching. You got a future in a lot of things, wherever you want to do. Um, and I told them, I said, hey, you know, we can't get this one back. It's over. The game is over. We, we're, we're not getting, going back and replaying that one. So we're going to learn from it and get better. And I think the biggest thing that is, like, we've got to be really locked in physically and mentally from the tip and be prepared to do that for 40 minutes because we just were not. And to Tito's point before, how can you outscore a team by 20 in one quarter and then get beat by 21 in, in another if you're really locked in and focused and committed to 40 minutes, which we weren't. Uh, Kevin, now you guys have a veteran team. You got a lot of guys, a lot of a lot of women back from last year's team that did very well, obviously on the on the cusp of the Final Four there. And so I'm sure it was a shock to some of them to have the struggles as a team you guys had out there. Um, was there a, um, a a certain point in the game when you looked at it and said, you know what, we just don't have it right now? Yeah, I, I mean, just <laughs> there were like, especially in the second quarter. I, mean, I called two timeouts in a quarter, and you only get four in a game, and just to try to stem the tide. But I think the 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 thing that I was just just bewildering was the the turnovers that we had in the second quarter. I mean, we we threw it to, straight to them like four times for pick sixes, layups on the other end, and that's just something that we just don't do. We we don't turn the ball over much, um, and and we just got to turn it over, and it just killed us. You know, I was watching the game on True TV. I was watching it with my wife, and uh, you know, my wife is very competitive. But I'm not even going to get into that part. Um, I heard the the reporter was saying that you know they talked to Cody McMahon before the game, and you know she said that they wanted to be basically in mid season form right away. What do you have to say about the chemistry of this team? Obviously, you know, J.C. Selden wasn't in the lineup a lot last year. You know, now that she's back healthy, how do you think that this team will click and gel together? Well, first, Titus, my wife is extremely competitive as well, and I had to get on the plane and ride four hours back to Columbus with her. So, and, and listen to the critiques of my coaching. So, so at least you didn't have you didn't have that going on. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't think we are there yet from a chemistry standpoint, and that was the the greatest um, attribute to last year's team was our cohesion and chemistry, and and I think we'll get there. But, you know, we added a new people, and they're great players, and they're great kids, and, and, and they're good leaders. We just don't have the same cohesion that we had to start the year last year, especially. 
and you know something that we're really working towards um, building towards that and, and, and really emphasizing that on a daily basis in practice. Kevin McGuff joins us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling System Fan Guest Hotline. Okay, we're done talking about Las Vegas. Let's move forward. You've got five home games in a row now. Uh, coming up on Sunday against Indiana University, Purdue, University, Indianapolis. I think it's how it's ooey pooey. Let's just do that. Uh, you've got them coming up on Sunday. What kind of challenges will that, will that present for you? And when I look at it, a lot of times I think that the challenge is more, no disrespect to ooey pooey, but it's more about your team challenging themselves. Is that right? It's 100% right. It's about us being the best version of ourselves because we clearly didn't do that in our last outing, and we got to get back you know, to doing that. I think in, in all these games, for the most part, results will usually take care of themselves if, if we practice the right way, prepare the right way, and then commit to, you know, the process for 40 minutes throughout the game. And that's, that's what we have to really focus on. So we're, we're really focused on ourselves. We'll certainly prepare for IUPUI, but we want to make sure that we really get the best version of ourselves on Sunday. You know, Coach, when I was playing, they always said that the biggest jump that you see is from week one to week two or game one to game two. And my, I, I'm calling out Cody McMahon here now. You, as you know, I had did a... <laughs> Tyvis tries with Cody McMahon, yeah. and if she had, if she she did this step back jumper that matched me. I just want to know, will we see that this year from her? Yeah, you'll see a little bit of everything, and um, you know she's obviously an incredibly talented player. Um, and and I think the exciting thing about her is that I still think she's still scratching the surface of where she can go. She's got a lot of room to grow, and I, before she leaves here, she's going to be an incredible player. But you'll. You know, she worked hard on her game in the offseason, so I think you'll see a few new things from her this season. Uh, Celeste Taylor made her debut, and we were all excited about her coming on for defensive prowess more than anything else, but also she has some offensive game. We saw that last year. I believe it was in the ACC tournament, but um, didn't have a great game shooting-wise, and I know she fouled out, uh, played quite a few minutes, though, but um, what what was your reaction to how she worked in with the defense on the team? Yeah, no, she, she's an excellent player and a great kid and, and I think going to be a huge contributor this season. And, you know, I think she was you know, a little nervous with a new team and her first time out and, and really wanted to make a big impression and do everything she could to help. And, you know, it wasn't her best game, but I'm, but I'm telling you, you're going to love watching her throughout the year. And, you know, she's a great defender. I think she's going to help our press, but but certainly in the half court, make us better. But, but uh, she's got a good offensive game, too. And I think with just our style, she's going to flourish. How much do you change up your press based on who you're playing against? Yeah, you know, we, we try to, you know, scout as much as we can. And so the adjustments will come in kind of the other team's alignment and how um, they want to attack it. And so we try to get as many reps as we can. Um, really, just, just whatever their press break is going to be. And so we have to make some adjustments just because everybody, you know, once we especially get the Big Ten, they all have different ways they want to try to break it. So we just have to adjust to that. Uh, Tyvis is texting you right now. He wants that assistant coach job. You've got an opening on the staff. He's a grad assistant. He can do that. Uh, appreciate the time, though. We'll catch up again, Coach. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you. That was Kevin McGuff. I saw you pimping for a job there. I heard it. I mean, listen, if we're speaking the same language, right. you know, I, I can't go into coaching, T- Tito. It's not for me. It's just not. Cause the, the, I'm telling you right now, if the, yeah. if the kid don't listen to me, right. it's, it's going to be bad. Bo, do we give away tickets on this show? We are, aren't we? We are, yep. All right.
then make sure you stick around. Just give away tickets to Ohio State, Texas A&M at some point in the show. Make sure you stick uh, stick with us here. We're here for another half hour for the Stick with us because you either have to pay to go to the game or pay to watch it on Peacock. You're right. Why not just go for free? We'll give them away. We'll give them away before the show ends. I promise you that. Coming up next, we'll make our picks for the week in college football. Tito Tivis, Bodie, Buckeye Show on the fan. Common Man has spent the past 18 years telling you how much he hates people. And yes, that probably means you, too. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays at 3. The Fan. Um. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Buckeye Show's fastest football picks in the world. Sponsored by Jersey Mike's. A sub above. All right, Buckeye Show, Tito Tyvis and Bodie with you here. Tim's not here, obviously, but he does have his picks. Now, Bodie, am I supposed to make my picks, or am I just supposed to comment on what you three guys do? You can do whatever. Make your picks. Okay, I'll what make do your you pick. mean? I, it's not my show. I don't want to impose on anybody. Make just, your picks. I'll make my picks. Do you have like music for this? Do we have to do anything? You got anything to play for it? Nope. It's. Uh, I think this is normally like really quick, because Timmy will do it on a 30-minute show on a Friday night. Okay. But we're going to... Take the whole segment, because why not? Why Why the hell not? We will start in uh, Happy Valley. Yeah, Happy Valley. I couldn't got my Happy Valley and Death Valley mixed up there. Number three, Michigan. Is that number 10, Penn State? The Wolverines favored by four and a half. Timmy is taking the Wolverines. He's a smart man. I think I'm that's taking, you doing too. I'm taking. Are you not? Listen, Happy Valley. I watched. In, I was on the sidelines of Indiana versus Penn State because mm-hmm. we did our tailgate show from there, mm-hmm. and Indiana went in there. Indiana mm-hmm. went in there and and silenced Happy Valley for the majority of that game. I think the Wolverines will do the same thing. I just don't think that. Penn State has enough explosiveness to be able to compete in this. I think it's. I don't think they're going to go out there and blow them out by any means necessary. But with everything that's going on surrounding the Wolverines, they need that big statement win to make sure that they solidify themselves in that top five conversation. So I think they win by more than four and a half. Bodie, who you got? I would agree with Tyvis. Yeah, smart uh, man. Okay, I, I guess I'm. I'm not a smart man. I'm going to go with uh, Penn State getting four and a half. I think Michigan wins a game. I think it's closer than that, though. I do think I expect Penn State to go up early. Michigan to play catch up. I think this is, I I believe all the stuff going on right now at some point has to affect Michigan. And part of this, admittedly, is because I'm hoping to wish it into existence that Michigan would lose before they play Ohio State. Why? Um, well, no, I, look, I can't tell them out of what I say on this one. I'm not going to do the whole big debate right now. <laughs> I'm just saying that right now, I think it would be funny if Michigan took an L. All right, next up, stick with the Big Ten. Got a couple teams trying to get to a bowl game, which would be great for Nebraska. Probably not so great at this point for Maryland, but hey, they're still going for it. The Terps are at the Children of the Corn. Maryland's favored by two. Timmy is taking Nebraska. Wait Home a dog. You're a hypocrite. I know, look, I, okay, I, I'm not going to do this now. No, yes, Tyvis. you are. You just told I understand. Me. I, James Franklin was Earl Bruce. He can't win the big game. He can't win the big game. I know. Nah, he going to win the big game. I think he's going to beat Michigan. Oh, stop it. Anyways, Maryland, Nebraska. Um, he's not going to beat Michigan, but he's going to lose. I got, I got Michigan by three. I think four and a half too bad. You said Timmy is going with the Terps? Uh, no, he's, no, he's taking Nebraska. He's taking Nebraska. Taking That's dog. interesting. Okay, so I've been, I've been able to actually call, or not call, I did a tailgate show at Nebraska. And they have a quarterback, Heinrich Harburg. That's really pretty. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Um, I saw. I call him Mister Do It All. However, they lost to Michigan State, mm-hmm. so they lost to Michigan State last week. Michigan State is not a bad team, especially offensively. I think they got some weapons. Maryland got all kind of weapons. I'm taking Maryland. Bodie, how about you? Give me Nebraska to get to a bowl game in Matt Rule's first season. 
I think Nebraska at home also. I think coming off that, Rule's a good coach, good college coach, let me put it this way. Uh, losing Michigan State, disappointing, but the fact they get a home game now against Maryland so much on the line, I think the Cornhuskers uh, cover this. Give me the two points. Ain't they already bowl eligible? No, Who, they're best five and four. No. Who they play next week? <laughs> Uh, after this, I can try to pull it up. This is great radio. No, I'll here. find you. Go ahead, do your All thing. All right, next up. Sticking with the Big Ten, Rutgers is at number 22, Iowa. The Hawkeyes are favored by a point. I think the over-under is like nine and a half. Right. Uh, Timmy's going with Iowa in that one. <sighs> this is this is bad. <laughs> this is, this is if bad. you like offense, no, no, because okay. see, Iowa is going to stop the run. They're going to stop Kyle Manungai. Mm-hmm. And Wimsett is not going to beat them with his arm because Iowa's defense is that good. But Iowa's offense is trash. Did you see the name of the new offensive coordinator for next year? Who? Stevie Ferentz. Nephew of... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so what you... T- I, I'm taking Iowa, <laughs> taking Iowa the point? Yeah. Okay. Take, definitely take the under of 28 and a half. They're never going to see that. 28 and a half. Bodie, what do you got? I'll take Iowa, too. I, I, I think sure. say, It yeah. pains you to I say I think I will, too. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, Nebraska after this plays at Wisconsin and then hosts Iowa, by the way. so yeah, They'll get to a bowl game. They'll win one of those yeah, three. I think so. All right, stick on. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We'll go to the ACC here. This used to be a big game, not so much anymore for one of these two teams. Miami's at number four, Florida State. The Knolls are favored by 14 at home. Mm. Timmy's taking the Knolls. What's, what is Miami's record? You know that? I think, I think they're like 5-4 and four also or something. They fell off like that? I think they're 5-4, and four, aren't they? The Canes are 6-3, and 2-3 and three in conference, yeah. though. Okay, I'm taking Florida State. I'm not going to overthink this. Bodie? Yeah, Florida State, they struggled a little bit with Pittsburgh last week, so I think they'll get back up for this game and uh, cover that 14. I think they'll cover the 14 also. Uh, I've seen Florida State struggle a couple of times. They struggled at Boston College. I remember watching that one. That was a painful one to watch. They should have lost that. But uh, give me Florida State, lay the points against the once proud Canes. God, this game used to really mean something in my youth. (laughs) Used to mean something. All right, what's next? All right, three more ranked matchups here. We'll start in the Pac-12. Number 18, Utah's at number five, Washington. The Huskies are favored by nine and a half. Timmy's taking Utah in the points. You want to correct Bodie on that one? They are Washington. No, no, the Utah thing. He said it wrong, did he? Utah. Yeah, <laughs> Utah of all places. I'm taking Washington. You're gonna lay the nine and a half. What yes. do you got, buddy? Oh, I'm taking the nine and a half. Come You're taking now. Utah the nine and a half. I, you know what? I am also. <laughs> you are hilarious. I will take. I will take Utah getting nine and a half. I think Washington wins the game. But I think Utah keeps it yeah, close to nine and a half. Shame Washington's on defense. Yeah, Utah. They've struggled this year. Utah. All right, what do you got now? All right, next up in the SEC, a ranked matchup. Two uh, ranked matchups here for the next two in the SEC. Number 13, Tennessee is at number 14, Missouri. The Vols are favored by two. Timmy is taking Missouri. Mm, that's a good pick. So I wasn't high on Tennessee this year. I thought that they'd fall off. I thought last year was just their best year, and I think I thought they would never get back to that. But they've been pretty impressive. But I love Missouri because Missouri got a decent quarterback, and they got a really good wide receiver. Mm, and they took Georgia. I thought they played Georgia pretty tough. Um, mm, I'm going to take Tennessee. Bodie? I'll take Missouri. They looked pretty good against Georgia last week, even in a loss. So I think they can... I mean, a home dog, I'll take the home dog. I'll take the home dog as well. I think Missouri is the the better pick here. Uh, Missouri did look good against Georgia. It's funny, both these teams are essentially out of the the division race, the conference race, and they're because they've uh, of their struggles. But I think that yeah, Missouri though it's hard to say, but the thirteenth and fourteenth ranked team that's where they're at. But give me Missouri, and I'll uh, take the two points also. 
All right, another ranked matchup in the SEC here. Number nine, Ole Miss is at number two, Georgia. The dogs are favored by ten and a half. Timmy is taking Ole Miss. I'm taking Ole Miss on the money line. Georgia, on the money line. Georgia Ooh. is frauds. Frauds. They're frauds. They've lost in like three years. They're, they're some frauds. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They're not who you think they are. Ole Miss on the money line. Okay. Straight up. Uh, Bodie? I don't feel great about it, but I'll take Georgia. Yeah, I think I'll take Georgia, too. I think that they're, if this were at Ole Miss, I'd feel differently about it. But I think Georgia at home, they're going to cover this spread. They have looked um, spotty at times, but I still think they're better than Ole Miss uh, by at least 10 points. What do you got next? All right, last game here, and then we'll do the Ohio State-Michigan State game. Southern Cows at number six, Oregon. The Ducks are favored by 15. Timmy's taking Oregon. I'm taking USC in the points on that one. I, at worst, he's going to at least, it's going to be a shootout. Like, Caleb's going to keep them at least within a touchdown. So, I'm going to take USC plus the points. I'll take Oregon. I think they might be the best team in the Pac-12, even though they did lose that game at Washington. It came down to the very end. I I mean, (laughs) Southern Cal, like, they're going to give up 40. Like, (laughs) I know they'll probably score 30 or whatever, but they'll probably give up 45 plus. Alex Grinch is gone. The Grinch is dead. Big difference here. Same players. Big difference. So, look out. They can't tackle. They can't set the edge. But now they'll be coached up. Against number six, Oregon. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take the Ducks. I'll take the Ducks as well. It's a lost season for USC. What do you got for us next? All right, last one. Michigan State is at Ohio State. Timmy sent in, so he gave me a straight score. Buckeyes win 35-10. I'm trying to pull the spread here. The spread's more than that. Spread, I think, I is know. I think it, the spread is 31 like 20, and a half. And a half. Okay. Oh my God, when's the last time Ohio State was favored by 30? Against Michigan Michigan I'm, taking, State? I'm taking Michigan State in the points. I'd probably take Sparty too in the points. I it's not going to be like in doubt in the second half at any point. I don't think Timmy said, Yeah, I just said it there 35 10. That sounds about right. Buckeyes offense just hasn't been quite there. So Michigan State, I think, can cover 31. Give me Ohio State. I'll lay the points. I think I don't think Michigan State scores more than nine. Of course, I said that about last week against Rutgers, too, and they got 16. But give me give me Ohio State, and I'll lay the points on that one. Uh, do you guys have, like, a season-long record you keep track of here? Or is this just... I think Timmy's got one. All right. He didn't give it to me, though. Tim had, so. Last time I looked at it, he had me beat by one game. By one game. Ooh. And I'm undefeated so far. Week, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, right. Coming up next, a couple of kids signed their names on the lines that were dotted. We'll talk about that next. Buckeye Show, 97.1 The Fan. Big voice guy here to remind you that you're listening to The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Okay, thanks. I have three more seconds. Uh, Brutus is their homeboy. This is The Buckeye Show. Buckeye Show, Tito and Tyvis with you. Bodie on the other side of the glass there with you till 7 o'clock. Then Jackets take on the Stars. We got some business to take care of, though. We've got a couple of tickets to November 15th's Ohio State-Texas A&M game. You can't watch it on the, like regular TV. I say regular TV. Like, that sounds so old that way. Can't watch it. Uh, you got uh, Peacock is where it will be. You have to subscribe to Peacock for that or pay for a ticket. Or like Bodie said, why not go for free? Caller number seven right now, 614-821-9710, gets a pair of tickets. 614-821-9710, you get a pair of tickets to go see uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes host Texas A&M on November 15th. Can't wait for that game. And so, yes, I do subscribe to Peacock, so I will be watching it. That's the Texas A&M game? November 10th, right? Oh, November 10th. Yeah. You're right. They're 15th in the country. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because they play on the 15th. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, we're good. Tomorrow night's game against the Aggies. Yes. Tyvis, don't say... You sneezed into the microphone earlier. I don't want to hear it from you. I didn't sneeze. You coughed. I Sorry. I coughed, and I did, like... 
Right. Well, I don't know. And it went through Common Man's mic. Is that what it was? Yes. Because you turned towards him when you did it. Yes. That's what it was. It was a novice mistake. <laughs> Mine was a bigger mistake. I'll agree with that. Uh, the Buckeyes yesterday uh, picked up a couple of, officially picked up a couple of recruits from the 2024 class in basketball. Was it uh, Bryce James? It was not. Mm. It was Junie Mobley and Colin White. Mobley is out of uh, Utah. He is the number one player in where? the state of Utah. He, he's out of where? Utah. <laughs> God, another inadvertent reference there. Here's the problem. He's six feet, 150 pounds. That's Jay Burson's size. Muggsy Bogues. He's a point guard. Muggsy Bogues is smaller than that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, number 47 overall recruit in the country, number six combo guard. Like I say, number one in the state of Utah, according to 24-7 sports composite rankings. What, what but, year is Bryce James? 20, 25 or 26? He's got to be 25, isn't he? What is he, a junior now? I think he's probably a junior this year, yeah. Yeah, hey, he's 25. If he reclassifies, who knows? But uh, here is... Thing. Yeah, I know. He'll be 16 when you get to the NBA. Um, here is... <laughs> Dad, uh, Dad's not going to play forever. He's got his speed to clock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here is uh, Chris Holtman talking about uh, Junie Mobley. We're really excited about the addition of Junie Mobley to the Buckeye family. He's going to be a lot of fun for our fans to watch. He's a dynamic perimeter player that has playmaking skills. He's an elite shooter. He is an elite shooter. And if you ever have a chance to go back and watch the, the Peach Jam Finals from this past year, you can see he put on an absolute show with his shooting and his scoring and his playmaking. We're really excited about him. He's gotten better uh, every year and every time we've seen him. He's playing in a really good program right now. And uh, we'll be well prepared as he comes in here. Could not be more excited about Junie Mobley uh, becoming a Buckeye. So that was Chris Holtman talking about Mobley. I said six feet. Look, we know once he gets into the program, he's going to put on weight. And he's going to be, uh, he'll be, a, I'm sure, a machine. Like I say, best player. If you get the best player in any state, I don't care what the state is. Well, if you get the best player in the state, that's he, significant. He's a shooter. so Yes. He's, he's not shooter. like he's going to the lane. That is true. I know you think. Do you think Steph Curry ruined basketball? Do I think he ruined it? Yeah, he transformed it. I don't think he ruined it. That's like, a loaded what question. Was the, there, when was the last time you went to watch like little kids play? Oh no, okay, that no, that's different. That, that's a different thing. <laughs> what you mean? No, no, what, no. What, what I mean by mean? that? No, no. What I mean by that is, I don't think he ruined basketball. He certainly affected youth basketball in a way I don't like. Do you, but they, they said Michael Jordan did that too. Jordan did do that also. That's why my game transformed as soon as Jordan came out. <laughs> There's a movie about me called Above the Phone Book. Um, <laughs> it did. It changed the game. But look, guys are just so much more athletic now. It, and it used to, the way the game changed the most, Tyvis, is if you were a tall guy, if you were the tallest guy on your team, you put your, you put your butt in the, on the block and you did not get out of there. And that's where you were. You didn't dribble the ball. If you got a rebound, you pass to a guard. That's all there was to it. Now you've got guys that are seven feet tall, more than seven feet tall, that have mad handles and can shoot from the outside. It is so that's not a curry thing. That's just the way the game has evolved because of three point shooting. But I'm with you that when you go to a youth game, you will see everybody shooting threes and everybody is not a three point shooter. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just the way it is. Um the other one they got here, they got Colin White. Um, Colin White is another player that picked up who signed officially his letter of intent. He is a three-star out of Ottawa Glendorf High School, um, 169 in the class, 33 at small, small forward, number seven um, in the state of Ohio. Uh, he was a late offer. Here is Chris Holtman talking about Colin White. 
We're really excited about Colin White. Colin has toughness. He's obviously an Ohio kid, plays in a great program in Ottawa-Glandorf. Uh, Coach McLaughlin there, well-coached, great program. Ohio kid that loves Ohio State and has really just gotten better and better and better. He's got good size and good length at the wing. Tough kid, physical, can shoot the ball, has versatility and positional size. We are really excited about the addition of Colin White. All right, Colin White, 6'6", 180 out of Ottawa Glendorf. Do we get a winner on the tickets there, uh, Bodie? Yep, Scott. Scott. He was fired up to win him. He was fired up for me to tell you he said hi, and he was fired up for those tickets. Scott's a good man. That's uh, if that's uh, Scott that I think it is, and uh, yeah, good. I should have had my wife call in. Dude, listen, we. I don't know why you play this game with me. You call, hey, you call anybody at Ohio State. You don't have to say your last name. Hi, it's Tyvis. Can I have two tickets to the game? You're there. You're probably courtside. They'll say, they'll say, yeah, for a fee. No, they won't. No, they won't. I have to call and say, hey, this is Tito, Jeff Fitoff from the fan. I have to say all of that just to get my foot in the door. All you do is say, hey, it's Tyvis. Well, I'm not that type of guy, you know. You could though. I'm saying, don't I don't think like- I, I don't think I could. I don't. You know what I have? I, I would have to test it to let you know, but I don't think I could. I, I would love to hear that. I'm telling you, you could. You could just do that. Matter of fact, I never heard of him. That's what they say. No, no they would that? not say that. No, they would tell you, you're JT Barrett's friend. Um, no, they would. They would give it to you. You would do that. They would give you. I don't. You'd be in a suite if you want. You'd be up there, Big Daddy Rain Man suite, watching the game probably. No, nah, I'm gonna sit. In, I'll be in the nosebleeds. No, you won't be in the nosebleeds. Um, I want to be in the. I want to be in the loud veil like, and like like at look, the Cavs stadium. The, the humility thing is great. I love it, but it's not true. It's the, it's a fact. They give me a ticket right in the nosebleeds. No, they would not. Me and my wife would be just cheering. You would be you'd be courtside. Right? You and I both know you'd be courtside. Um, what else have we got here? So uh, yeah, Holtman's excited about this kid. I I think that I, I love what Holtman's done recruiting wise. The uh, last couple of cycles here, uh, you can't tell much from week from the first game they played Oakland. I know they struggled, trailed for a good chunk of the game. Doesn't matter. The first, the results in your first few games don't matter that much. Michigan State, hell, they lost their first game of the season. Uh, Rutgers got beat by Princeton. Not Princeton's a great team. Don't get me wrong. They were in the Sweet Sixteen last year. Is that right? Elite Eight. 16. They can make it to 16. They won the first two. I just know they beat Arizona, right? 15 2. Yep. Upset. That was the upset there. So they, uh, they, they were there. Yes. But, uh, all I'm saying, look, top ranked, um, LSU lost on the women's side. Early results don't oh, I, matter. I, I knew that. They no sp- one's getting un- no one's going undefeated. They spent the whole offseason getting patted on the back and telling them how great they are. Right? Reading their press clippings. They'll still be a number one seed. I think Ohio State women will still be a number one seed. The first games, like you just said, it's, you're not losing, you're learning. And that's what these guys are doing. These, uh, these teams on both the men's and women's side, as you were auditioning for your uh, coaching job with the Ohio State women's basketball team. Bit of professional doing it on the radio show, but I think it's cool that you did that, though. We'll see if uh, McGuff comes through for you. Uh, I turn it down. <laughs> First of all, you have to be offered it to turn it down. That's like the old <laughs> Rihanna joke that Chris Rock told at the Oscars. You got to be offered it to turn it to boycott it. Uh, anyway, that's our show for tonight. Um, make sure you stick it, stick around though. Keep it locked in here because coming up next, the Columbus Blue Jackets 
are hosting the Dallas Stars. If you watch closely on your television, you might see Tyvis on the glass. He'll probably call and get a favor and get that knocked out. He'll be out there for that one. Uh, but stick around for that. And uh, Tim's back tomorrow. This has been the Buckeye Show. Tito, Tyvis, and Bodie, 97.1 The Fan. If the sound of another man slammed against plexiglass turns you on, you've come to the right place. Proud to be your home for Jackets Hockey. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination.